Hi there, folks. This is Dave. Before we start International Waters, I just want to extend my most heartfelt thanks to everybody who donated in the Max Fund Drive, whether you are a new donor or an upgrading donor. This was the most successful Max Fund Drive yet by a wide margin, and I am so very, very happy uh, to be here, and I can't wait to see what it brings us in the new year. So thank you very, very much. With me right now is our producer, Colin Anderson. Hello. Hello, Colin. Now, just like my hero, the British TV presenter Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear, I'm going to get myself fired from a hugely successful global franchise because my producer didn't bring me a steak dinner. Where's my steak dinner, Colin? Colin! Get over here! Colin! That's right! I'm sorry, Dave. What a fracas that was. Let's play International Waters. Playing for the country whose stiff upper lip is still all a tremble from Zayn Malik's departure from One Direction. Moment of silence. Okay, it's over. He's the creator of BBC's Hyperdrive, the Bunny Suicide Books, and a writer on Veep for HBO, which returns on April 12th, not a moment too soon. It's Andy Riley. Hello. Hi, Andy. How are you? I am really good. I'm going on a canal boat next week, so I'm very happy about that. Oh, That's boy. the news here. <laughs> That's terrific. We'll get more into that later on, certainly. But also playing for Team UK, you know her from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place as co-star and co-writer of the film Sightseers. From her, I, it sounded like I said Sightseers. I didn't. I said Sightseers. From her BBC Radio Four show, Alice's Wonderland, the IT Crowd, the Mighty Boosh, the Paddington fucking Bear movie. Are you kidding me? It's Alice Lowe. Uh, hi. Hi, Alice Lowe. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. a bit upset about Zayn, but um, I'll hold it together. So, as, what do you as think well it is? As I can. Do you what think he's solo? Is? Do you think he's really exhausted? Do you think it's? Do you think it's the horse? What What do you think it is? I think he's too good looking, and yeah. that's <laughs> why he just decided that his level he was he was a ten and the others were a seven. Yeah, and, right, and yeah. one of them, I think Niall is probably a six. Even or a oh, ghost see, far. I would put him, <laughs> and I just I think he thought his much... standard on a graph. He was just outstripping mm -hmm. them, and um, I think he decided it was his time. Okay, I go <laughs> Nile. I go Nile. Zane, Lewis, Harry, and uh, Doug. I guess I can't remember <laughs> the fifth Doug? one. It's Doug. Pete? Uh, Pete, probably Pete. Anyway, we're gonna get to know Pete our teams a little better throughout the show. <laughs> Pete and Doug. But for now, Team UK needs you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this moment in time. Well, I noticed that yesterday, you know, we were uh, burying a, a medieval king. I don't know if you saw about that, but Richard III yeah. was dug out of a car park, a parking lot, right. and right. Uh, was yesterday uh, interred in Leicester Cathedral. Now, Benedict Cumberbatch is so mm -hmm. ubiquitous in everything mm -hmm. that he even manages to now appear in the funerals of medieval kings. And right. he was there reading something out because apparently he was related to um, Richard III somehow. Well, so you all are. Uh, but cum yeah. Cumberbatch <laughs> is not a great buzz in because it's got three I syllables. I think we should say hump. Sure. Hump. Hump. Oh, because for, for he Richard had III. a hump. Yeah. yeah. Richard yeah, yeah, III okay, had a hump. 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 And it's got a, an amusing double entendre quality as well as the great, historical yeah. connotation. She's lower sexy. <laughs> Okay, hump, hump it is. It's but we'll all be thinking of. We'll we'll have higher thoughts. We'll be thinking of Richard, whichever number he was. Hump, 
Moving on. Blaine for the nation that's finally got someone to hate on again. Welcome, Ted Cruz. <laughs> oh, welcome aboard, Ted Cruz. Who, by the way, is my age. That's a fucking bitter pill to swallow. Oh, no. We're the same age. Watch. She's a comic who's been on Key and Peele, Comedy Bang Bang, Parks and Rec. What a resume. So briefly on Parks and Rec. I should probably take that Who down. Who cares? Way more cares. Than me. Look at the comedy <laughs> credibility on that resume. <laughs> the voice you're hearing is none other than Emily Maya Mills. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Stoked to be here. You are just a ray of sunshine everywhere oh, you go. Hi. You, you really know, are. It's the smiley eyes, the Irish smiley eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're good. They're crinkly. They're friendly. Also playing for Team US from Funny or Die presents a star improviser with his own weekly show at IO West. He's also a player in the Friday 40, oh, my yeah. own sketch comedy game show. It's Brandon Barrick. Hey. So nice to have you in the studio. I'm very excited to be here. Very exciting. I love competition. Uh-huh. And I love taking down the UK. Great. Talk about a ray of sunshine. <gasps> we yeah. were told on the way in here that it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Well, you were lied this to. Is, this yeah. is a fight now, is it? <laughs> oh, you know it. You know it. You know it. Yeah, we're absolutely going to bring it to you today. Team US, what is your buzz in word? What best Can represents I pitch? our nation? Yeah, let's hear How it. How about just. I'm ready to hear some pitches. Durst. Durst? Durst. Durst, Durst oh. or Dursty? Durst. 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 Plain old Durst. Plain old Durst. Is that how you say point... dust in the U.S.? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Durst. Durst. <laughs> durst we came, yeah. Maybe the and to Durst we shall durst return. My durst. That's actually kind of true. Yeah. It's actually um, kind of durst true. Durst bunnies. Uh, can, you, can you guys belch on command? Because you could do that as well. I can. Uh, that is... I didn't that was me. Okay. No, it wasn't exactly. <laughs> I, I could just say credit. say belch. Yeah, no. Let's go Durst. Durst. <laughs> okay. Durst, okay. Durst Neeland? All right, okay. can we can we talk about it? Okay, the guy has a history of s- implicating himself into his microphone when he thinks it's off, and they waited two years to listen to all of the audio? Like, they, they let him go to the bathroom, and they're like, oh, no, probably nothing's going to happen. Are you kidding me? They, no. All right. They, I call shenanigans on that one. It was very good TV. There was a lot of shenanigans going on. But I call shenanigans. Do you think it happened day one of the filming and they just saved it for the very Probably. end? Probably. Oh, they fucking knew what was Ugh. going on all along. Ugh. All right. Let's play. International Waters. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? Now, it's April Fool's Day that this show is being released on. So today, you're going to be awarded one point for right answers and two points for funny answers oh. that are wrong. Because it's better to be funny than smart, guys. Mm-hmm. It's true. Oh, Everybody just tell a weird lie? That's harsh. It's <laughs> <laughs> neither funny or right. You know what? That does seem, it seems discriminatory. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one. This month commemorated a seismic event in British confectionery history. It has been 25 years since a groundbreakingly chocolatey metaphor for U.S. culture bulldozed U.K. traditions when the Marathon Bar changed its name to what? Hump. U.K. Potato. No. No. <laughs> Two points, but No. Marathon Bar changed its name to a what? Durst. Durst. Was it the 5K Walker Run? <laughs> no. No. I would not eat that bar. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Emily, do you want to? I was going to say 100 grand, mm. but that would. Wouldn't it be 100 pounds? 100 pounds, exactly. I was saying in honor. Yeah. Did they change it from pounds to grams? No, they didn't. They didn't. Hump. Anyone else? Hump. Yes. Snickers. Snickers is correct. Oh, yes. Yes. Bar changed its name to Snickers. It's apparently one of the most important things that's ever happened in the course of British history. <laughs> mm. You what guys don't get out Snickers? much. I mean, what, what, where does that word even come from? Is it like I Knickers? It's, uh, it's exactly it's like Knickers. Yeah. It's supposed to make you think of underwears. 
I know. I guess it's just because it like brings a smile to your face. Oh, right. Okay. I'm 44, it's... and people who are a little bit older than so me or around my age really struggle with saying Snickers. If you say, if you say, I'm going, go and get me a Snickers, they can't quite yeah. say it because they still think after like two and a half decades, people should say marathon. Yeah, well, Marathon Bar is actually much more pleasing to the ear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still, every time I see or hear Snickers, I think about the stupid uh, 1980s commercial where people talk about having a Snickers in the afternoon, and one of the people, is she's like a horse groomer or something, and she's combing a horse, and she goes, I have mine along about three when the hunger starts poking at you, poking at you. Oh. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. I will post it. Think about we'll post it. Well, amazing. That's all I'm thinking of. <laughs> Seems like a bad association. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad news. Let's move on to question number two. <laughs> Team US, the Brits had a little bit of an unfair advantage on that last one. So to even the odds, a famous American institution also celebrated its 25th anniversary this week. I'm going to list off some keywords. Buzz in when you know what movie I am talking about. This is really open to everyone. Okay, Gary, Hookers, Hector Elizondo. Anybody can buzz in. Roy Orbison song. Durst. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman oh is God. correct, U.S. How weird is it that I was going to guess, what's the haircutting one? Steel Magnolias? No. <laughs> oh. With Richard Gere. Oh. What, what uh, you, American, no. Uh, oh, American Gigolo? American Gigolo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to guess American Gigolo. Yeah, all right. That would have been a good guess. <laughs> would, I mean, it would have been an interesting guess. Been in the That's my favorite Roy Orbison song, American Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. American Gigolo. Yeah, but, yeah, Pretty Woman officially turned 25 this week. Okay, for a bonus point... Because it's incredible that they never made a sequel to Pretty oh Woman, gosh. right? It's the highest grossing romantic comedy Pretty of all grandmother. time. Right? Uh, all right, so pitch me some sequels to Pretty Woman. I'll give you some examples. Prettier Woman, Two Hookers. How about that? Prettier Women, <laughs> Two Hookers. I mean, that's a terrific one right there. I don't know why they haven't already started on it. If you have some spinoff or reboot ideas, lay them on me. Durst. Okay, Durst. Oh. Yep, go for yes. it. I was thinking like handsome man, like Richard Gere loses all his money and he has to turn to the gigolo lifestyle. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Circle. Cool. Awesome. Durst. Durst. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, oh wait. UK? Let's give him a turn. Yes. Um, pretty woman and a little lady where they have a child <laughs> and they bring they train it to be a prostitute. They bring it up <laughs> oh. in the ways, you know. Just, oh, like that's super fun. Sick, isn't it? <laughs> and can, yeah. Can right. it be like? Can it be haunted by like uh, dead Jack the Ripper uh, victims or whatever? Because you know the the three men and a little lady series is haunted. Totally haunted. Oh, you know that's yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a ghost. There's, 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 there's always dead children behind the curtain. And there's a dead boy behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, and that's 100 percent true. That that could be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Pump. Yes. You Pretty can. woman. Age of Ultron. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I like it. Hump. I mean, Durst. Oh, listen, you need to learn. Uh, Durst, Durst, US? So, uh, vaguely 60-looking cat-like face woman who's had a lot of plastic surgery but holds up. Okay. That could just be that could be an unscripted film, right? <laughs> that could just be hidden. Like, that could, you could just go with a flip cam. Yeah, absolutely. To the Beverly Center. Absolutely. All right, I'm calling it. Uh, question number three. Last Tuesday, a burglar in Maine was caught red-handed while hiding from the police. Somebody's enjoying a beverage of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Uh, the cops found him after he did what on social media? Durst. U.S. Did he tweet a picture from inside the house? You are so close. I might give it to you unless um, someone can get closer. Um, he he uh, tweeted a picture of the things he stole. No. No. Oh, my God. Dig he deeper. Tw- um, Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Durst. Yes, U.S. He tweeted a picture of his... No. No. 
No, I'm just a giant to pretzel <laughs> and a UK. game away. You want to take another swing? UK? I, I don't know. No. No? Uh, Tell us. Okay. Let's get out. He posted his hiding place on Snapchat. Oh. <laughs> yep. Let me read you the story. 24-year-old Christopher Wallace was wanted for stealing some cooking equipment, which that's great right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. When because... the cops searched his house, they couldn't find him until he Snapchatted his friends that he was hiding from the cops in a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> uh, the cops were tipped off. They searched the cabinets until they found the one with the feet sticking out of the bottom, and they arrested him and put a dunce cap on him. All right, final question. On Thursday, an Ecuadorian artist made a powerful enemy, the managing director of the Cumbria and Lake District Tourism Board... What did this artist do to the top of England's tallest mountain? Durst. U.S. He carved a nipple out of it. Oh, what a great idea. Hum. What a fine idea. UK. I know what he did. He stole what? it. He did. He took he a pebble from the top of Scarfell Pike, which or yep. Scarfell, which is the tallest mountain in England. And yep. he put this pebble in an art gallery and said that he'd got the summit of that mountain. So that mountain's height is now about a half an inch lower than uh, yep. its official height. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and lots of people are quite upset about this. And they, they want him to take the pebble back because he's going around eroding mountains. Right. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, displaying it, it in an exhibit at the uh, London Copperfield Gallery. It is called The Intruder. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and I, I want to read. I want to read this quote. Ian Stevens, the managing director of Cumbria Tourism, said, and this is a direct quote: "This is taking the Mickey, and we want the top of our mountain back." I'm told that's a direct quote. That might just be something one of our writers made up. I choose to believe that that's a direct quote. Is yeah. it taking the Mickey when you take the top of Splash Mountain from Disney World? That is true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. All right. I for mean, a bonus uh, point, pitch me the dumbest conceptual art exhibit you can possibly think of based on a recent news story, like a current events conceptual art piece. Uh, I want to hear uh, photos of One Direction sliced into five pieces and set on fire. I want to I hear about women dressed like David Cameron and Ed Miliband mud wrestling. Give me some art. Give uh, me some art. I had a One Direction one, never mind. Oh, no, go ahead. Go on with it. Go on with it, UK. My one was going to be... Um... Uh, Zayn Malik is put mm -hmm. into one of those cages that they used to hang people in in the Middle Ages. And uh -huh. uh, he's hoisted into position just above the red ball in Times Square. And he hangs there. And first of all, he goes thin and he grows a big, long white beard and then he dies. And uh, okay. his, so we his, gotta we got to have some patience on this one. And his, uh, <laughs> his skeleton is left uh, in that cage. Right. A picture right. is taken of it, which is then right. used as the cover artwork for the next One Direction album. And oh, the album great. is entitled, This Is What We Do to Traitors. Oh. <laughs> I love it. But I love this entire it. performance art piece will have just a really sort of nondescript name, like composition number 12. Sure, sure. Yeah. Three points to you. I love it. I, love it. I want to get started on it right away. US, you got anything? Durst. Yeah. Uh, it's not as much a news story. Uh, Kid Rock came out with a new album called oh, First Kiss. Kissing the opposite, yeah, mm. sort of the opposite of a new story. Um, yeah. So it's called First Kiss, which I think, you know, the album probably challenges listeners to not think about herpes. Um, sure. So my pitch is that it's sort of like it's an installation uh, at sort of a modern, modern art museum, like the Abramovich one where she stared at everyone in the eyes, but oh. it's just Kid Rock there and uh, people line up to uh, get their first kiss from Kid Rock and sure. he just kind of breaks them in. Terrific, you know, I like nice. it. So like a kissing booth. But he, but he's also, like, he's smoking cools yeah. through yeah. the day. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, you know, these all these people probably be about 13. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, definitely really it's, traumatizing. <laughs> it should take place at the Saddle Ranch on Sunset. <laughs> yeah. There'd like. be a height yes. limitation, but you'd have to be beneath the height. You know, like when you go on a yeah. roller coaster, you've yeah. got to be above yeah. a certain height. You'd have to be beneath it. Is that right. I'm so? Just like, like a molestation booth. <laughs> well, like, yeah. like a molestation booth. You know, yeah. his, there's kid is in the title, so sure. Kid you know, Rock is it's one implied. of those celebrities that didn't think very far ahead with his nickname. There must have been a time no. when he was like the young guy around. <laughs> hey, yeah. let's get the kid over, Kid Rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a DJ in Britain called David Kid Jensen, and he's about oh. seventy. Uh, so oh God. <laughs> yeah. It, does, it doesn't age well that one. No, it does not. Anybody else? Stirs. Yes, U.S. In honor of uh, John Hamm completing his rehab, I yes, thought uh, on, maybe yeah. a, a rehab where everyone has to dress in 60s appropriate attire. Ooh, I like that. You know, Ooh. just because everyone loves Mad Men so much and loves having Mad Men parties. Yeah. Maybe like a Mad Men themed rehab. Yeah, center. like a branded rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would do yeah, that. Absolutely. Totally. That I always sounds glamorous. Love, yeah. yeah. People love Mad Men not only because of fashion, but it's also it was sort of reminiscent of like a time before cancer. You know, people didn't. <laughs> For sure. People didn't think too hard about. It was happening, but no one knew no what one, it was. No one, yeah, nobody was ready to face it. You just yeah. lived till of, 55, and that was it. That was fine. Yeah. You took a nap one day, and you didn't wake up. Yeah. <laughs> what was expected of you? <laughs> Smoked um, unfiltered cigarettes. Yeah. You drank at noon. Yes. You ate bacon. Yeah. You didn't make a fucking big deal about it either. No. You didn't get a tattoo of bacon. No, you just ate a bunch of bacon. <laughs> yeah. And then you died. I'd like to think you. And you liked it. Ate unfiltered cigarettes yeah. and yeah. S- drank bacon. <laughs> you did all of that. You saved the bacon grease and you used it in other recipes. And sometimes, if you're my parents, you still do. Uh, all right, that was round one. Let's recap our scores. The UK is in the lead with seven. The US just right. behind with five. Ugh. Better it step up. it up, yeah. United States of America. Now, we're going to get to know the teams in between rounds. US, we're going to say hello to you first. Emily Maya Mills, you've been a comedian on the scene for years. I'm used to seeing your smiling face all around town. Is it true that you started out working in the world of PR? I did. That's true. Wow. What, what a did cool you do? Fact. I worked for a boutique firm in San Francisco right when I got out of college called Cynthia Bowman Public Relations, and mm-hmm. she was a relic from the 60s who used to uh, do PR for like, she. I think she was the publicist for Jefferson Airplane and did PR for like oh, like Bill Graham Presents and all of this stuff. And so, but she was this fantastic six foot tall ex co mm, uh, Ex cocaine, but you know, I guess I can say that, that, that was implied. I think she's okay with I that. I appreciate <laughs> that you were unsure as to whether to reveal that, but it was already, it was already in, there. in there. You telegraphed that who pretty well. Const- you said ex. Const- I know, you know. ex, indeed. Who was constantly telling people to kiss her black ass. Oh, that was like the everything I remember about the experience. Mm. It was fantastic. And of course, not black. No, no, no. Of course, not. Of black. course, not. No. Oh, isn't that great? Oh boy! Isn't that charming? But had to, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just like when people say magaze. Oh, that just makes me feel no. it's real Man, good inside. Madman, I love it. God bless you, Cynthia Bowman. Brandon Barrick, you work on a show called The Friday Forty. I do a great show. Scott Gimple and I host. It's every. Uh, it's the second Friday of every month at Meltdown on mm-hmm. Sunset. The next one is April tenth. Yes. Yeah. The next one is April tenth with uh, Ross Marquand. I'm just plugging this right away, right now. Uh, the the hot new gay dude on uh, The Walking Dead, and then somebody else who I'm kind of excited about, but we can't announce yet because it's not 100 percent confirmed. But it's Ooh. very exciting. Uh, tell me your favorite thing about working on the Friday Forty. Let's uh, my, talk about that my favorite show. thing of working on the Friday Forty is working with Dave Holmes because he's so oh, talented. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, that's but terrific. it's also pack him in. it's also a great way to do uh, lots of fun characters yeah. and. Uh, 
make interesting segues into asking questions as those characters. You're a genius at it. You're an absolute genius about it. It's uh, it's 40 questions about the events of the previous seven days while we all drink 40s. If you're in the Los Angeles area, come out April 10th. Definitely. I'm just making time in the middle of this show to plug something else. We'll meet the Brits after the next round, but first, this. I'm Cameron Esposito, and each week I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Rhea Butcher. That's me. And Ricky Carmona. I am Ricky Carmona. We talk about action and sci-fi movies on a little show called Wham Bam Pow. You can find it on MaximumFun.org. It's amazing. Super fun. True that. Reviews, news, and Mm. stuff you can use. Welcome back. Let's do it, guys. You're listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. Doing it here in the U.S. Are Emily, Maya Mills, and Brandon Barrick. Doing it in London. Alice Lowe and Andy Riley. We're eight hours ahead of you, so we already did it eight hours ago. Cool. Whatever. We're all doing it. We're doing it as much as English people can. Mm. That's, that's all doing I can it, say. guys. We're doing it. It's a raucous episode. Let's keep it fucking going. Okay. All right. Now today, since we got the stars and creators of some very seriously funny sitcoms, let us celebrate that in a round we are calling Transcontinental Shitcom. That's right. We'll be taking a look at some sitcoms that have been rebooted by the opposing country. Correct answers will net you three points. We are playing fast and loose with our point values today, and I love it. Team US, you're up first. The Upper Hand was an incredibly successful British sitcom running for 95 episodes, so that's like... That's like 3,000 in Britain. Listen to this clip. See if you can tell me what American sitcom it is based on. How's everything going with you two? In the direction of the door. The door. Caroline, what seems to be the problem? The problem is, Mother, you've sent me a man as a housekeeper. Don't be sexist. A man can do meaningless, unproductive work just as well as a woman. (laughs) The housekeeper's room is very close to mine. Oh, don't worry about me. Well, I can eat garlic and sleep with a crucifix by my bed. (laughs) And he's got a sense of humor. Well, I'm sorry, but it doesn't look right or feel right for a man to be living here alone. But he's not alone. Didn't you tell her about Joanna? You're married? Oh, no, no, no. Joe's my daughter. Oh, she's great. You'll love her. She's in the van. I'll go and get her. No, no, wait! Oh... Isn't he perfect? No. All right. You know, that up really magnifies that show's flaws. What is that original U.S. show? I want you to say it because I had it and then I lost it. It's Who's the Boss. It's Who's the Boss. Oh, amazing. It's Who's the Boss. Were you going to say something else? Because here's what happened is I thought I had it and then I I had it and I stopped listening. I was like, got it. Sex in the city. (laughs) You thought that was sex in the city? You thought that was sex in the city. But she said Samantha. I was like, oh, got it. And then two women talking to each other. It's going to be sex in the city, isn't it? Well, no other show has ever had two women having a conversation. (laughs) And then I thought it was designing women. (laughs) I suppose she was a bit like Samantha, wasn't she? On a black man. Yes. Now, yes. So, yeah, The Upper Hand was the British version of Who's the Boss. They both feature hunky retired pro athletes who take jobs as housekeepers to powerful 
not unsexy blonde. Uh, unlike its American cousin, the upper hand has the two leads get married in the seventh season. Uh, and in true will they or won't they tradition, after they got together, the show was immediately canceled. All right, so there it is. Points to the U.S. Moving on. Team UK, this is for you. This is a startlingly unrecognizable reboot of a beloved British classic. Who is the star and what sitcom isn't she doing? Here we are, and I know you're going to enjoy your stay. I doubt it. We usually stay at first-rate hotels. (laughs) First-rate hotels. You're going to have to make the best of it, dear. You know, we tried to get into a good place. Didn't try hard enough. I beg your I pardon. said we are going to try very hard to make your stay enjoyable. Now, you guarantee that this is a quiet room. 101 is our quietest room. You're absolutely sure. Would you like me to write it in blood? <laughs> All right. Tell us <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel. What show was she rebooting for an American audience? It was she rebooting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, So it's not. It's not the. uh, It's not all in the family then, and it's uh, no. They're not faulty towers. It was faulty towers. It was an American faulty towers. Why don't we say faulty towers? Well, you did. It was B. Arthur. Uh, doing a terrible Basil Fawlty. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> it, the show was called Amanda's. It ran for 10 episodes on ABC Oof, in 1983. I, wow. wow. I didn't know about that yeah. one. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah I didn't like either. That. Yeah. that was prime it just sounded being like parked Maud. in front of the TV time for me. <laughs> yeah, she sounded just like Maud and Dorothy Svornak or whatever the <laughs> fuck her name is. Not the world's most versatile actress. <laughs> who who was right Manuel, out of curiosity? Did they have like uh, a sort of racist stereotype kind of Mexican... Oh, person I mean, or something. There's like that. no way there wasn't. It's <laughs> TV in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, it's American television, which is still full of uh, regrettable stereotypes. I don't have an answer to that question, but but I, I I promise I'll get back to you on it. I will find I, out. I might. I, I, might I almost promise you. I might. Or, or I might forget about it immediately. <laughs> uh, Team US, back to you. Uh, whereas the UK's take on Who's the Boss was a huge success, the next show we we're going to discuss was a gigantic failure. It is called Days Like These. See if you can guess what. U.S. sitcom, it rebooted. Oh, my God! They've opened a new disco. Where? In Watford. Oh, let's go. You can wear your David Bowie hipsters. Oh, Michael, that would be smashing. (laughs) You can laugh, but my bum looks pretty great in those hipsters. Oh, a disco, it's going to be crap. I don't know, going disco dancing might be quite fun. On the other hand, you know, we could go... Okay. It's a recent sitcom. It's recent. Oh. Is it Friends? No, no, no. This is for Team US. Oh, sorry. This is for Team US. And no, but you're so close. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. No. I thought it was no. maybe Saved by the Bell, but you said it's recent. Can, can we buzz it's in recent. on this one if they don't get it? Uh, Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, that 70s they show. They didn't get it. That 70s show is correct. Oh, oh boy. That 70s no, show, that, Days Like that, These. The, the British version was scripted by Sam Bain and Jesse Armstrong. Who yeah. had a terrible experience on it, I think. I think it, cause it was, a, it was a tr- quite traumatic for everybody. Uh, and yes, they then and went on to be about the most successful British comedy writers of the last 10 years. So uh, they, uh-huh. they did all right in the end. Yeah, it was uh, not received well. It is, in fact, listed on a Wikipedia page entitled List of Sitcoms Notable for Negative Reception. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most proper way of saying that. Too. Yeah, oh. let me walk you through some other remakes on that page. Uh, there was a UK Golden Girls remake called Brighton Bells mm-hmm. and a German remake of the IT crowd called Das I-Team. 
<laughs> so, look for those. Too many layers, Ugh. you know? Look for those on YouTube. Uh, question number four is for Team UK. What recent teen Britcom got the Hollywood treatment in this unloved and short-lived reboot? Is that your mom? Yes. She is hot. Yeah, I'd renob her in a second. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what that means. A renob is boner backwards. I'd literally mm. renob her so hard that my penis would be pushed back into my body. Are you wearing aftershave? I've had a crush on her since we were eight. You had a crush on an eight-year-old? Carly and I have a past together. What does Bobby have? The present and the future. Awesome body. All right, what is that terrible show? We think it's the in-betweeners. You are yes. correct. It is the in-betweeners. Yeah. It seems so the objectionable somehow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Right? That sounded nasty, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really did. It's we so, know the writers yeah. of the in-between. You, you yeah, know yeah, them, yeah. don't yeah. you? But like, they're such sweet men, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> really? They're like lovely yeah. sort of we, nerds. They're me, not, um, yeah. they're not like, I don't know. That sounded yeah. different. They sound like jocks, <laughs> that one of those... not nerds. I'm, I'm speaking a different language here. Mm. You have to mm. try and help uh, me. Over, over there, are you familiar with Father Ted? Yes. Yeah. Uh, me and Kevin, who I write with, uh, while uh, Graham and Arthur were, were writing Father Ted, we, we used to um, walk past their office quite a lot because we were working out yeah. of the same building. And yeah. we once wrote an American adaptation of Father Ted, which is about five yeah. pages long, uh, yeah. in which uh, instead of Craggy <laughs> Island, they were in Hawaii. Uh-huh. And <laughs> Father Jack, uh, he wasn't allowed to drink alcohol on screen, so he was just like the Fonz. He'd just come in like, going, hey, with dark glasses on. And right. inexplicably, Father Ted, uh, where his girlfriend was Mrs Doyle, and it wasn't explained at all uh, how a Catholic priest could publicly have a girlfriend. And we left, we left it on their desk anonymously and uh, to see if they'd figure out that we did it. And uh, they talked to us about it about five months later because they still couldn't figure out who had done that. <laughs> so yeah. somewhere there is an American adaptation of Father Ted oh, on, in a bin. <laughs> oh my. I want that audition. But yeah, it, there, there's something about those kids' voices in America that really make everything sound threatening. Right. Mm. Well, one of those kids is a friend of mine. Really? <laughs> I really was yeah, it? Zach Perlman. Really? That's the first thing I recognized. And then I was like, oh, I know this show. It's awkward. I would, of course, not have had the answer. Yeah. But I knew it was on MTV. You're not good at this. No. I tried to forewarn somebody, but right. I'm here. That is the end of round two. And the scores are UK, a commanding lead with 16 points. The USA has eight points Woo, guys I'm gonna help you all right now let's say hello to our to our british team who are running away with it alice Lowe, you have just appeared in the highest grossing non-hollywood family film of all time paddington I know. wow I, but I, you know like blink and you'd miss me you know so but who cares yeah, yeah but yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of the success was down to my small appearance in mm-hmm. the film but no, it, yeah. like, like actually the director's an old <laughs> friend of mine. I've worked with him for years. I've known him since I was 19, I think, since we were both 19. And uh, I'm really pleased for him that he's had this rollicking success and I think managed to kind of preserve a, like, a lovely, very British sense of humour in that film, which has translated really well. I'm not pleased. Beautiful. I can't stand the success of other people, particularly <laughs> ones I know. It's OK if I don't know them, but you know, I, so, I've, I know Paul King a little bit and he's really he didn't successful. Put you in it, he's done did an he? amazing film. It's really good. Uh, he didn't ask me to write it. I hate him. Or be in it. Yeah, so you hate him. Yeah. He he put me in it, so I'm really pleased. So, I mean, I could have had a bigger role. I could have played the bear. Yeah. I do well, think I could have nailed that bear. Next time. Because I'm very expressive. Up. I've got a very expressive face. And, um, and you're very hairy. And I'm hairy <laughs> and short. Now, was it was it Andy Serkis? Um, yeah. It, okay. It's he gets basically all those, circus. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Circus all over. There must it. be some other people that can wear ping pong balls, but no, everyone goes, "Oh, give it to Circus." He's got that nailed. Imagine, uh, but so, the bear played like Gollum. That would have been which, weird. Someone should do that mashup. That'd be really Which of your movies? Which of your movies should kids uh, seek out next? Sightseers. Is yeah, that a good one? So yeah, there From was a very small release in the states um, when it came out. Um, yeah. But uh, you could probably get it on DVD. But um, it's a sort of up and coming British director called Ben Wheatley, who's doing yeah. like fancy stuff in Hollywood now with like you know big famous actors and that but um it was one of his early films that uh i co-wrote and i'm in and yeah it's worth checking out and it's unbelievably gory from what i understand it yeah i mean yeah it is quite gory (laughs) it's kind of um it's a funny sort of yeah horror-y kind of thing but it, yeah, it's and it's very British. It's worth checking out if you like, uh, you know, English comedy, British comedy. It's very, um, you see some sights in it. Get to see some sights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And there's the pitch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Done. Beautiful. Andy Riley, you've just finished writing on the new season of Veep. Yep. Which, uh, isn't that all improvised? Isn't that just Julia Louis-Dreyfus just coming up with stuff oh, off the yeah, top of her you head? Know what it's Why like. do they even need you writers, it's like. as, as soon as uh, actors uh, uh, improvise a few words around, everyone goes, so you made it all up then? And the actors go, right. well, yes, I did. Um, no, they, <laughs> we do more drafts of Veep than for any other show that I've worked on. There's, uh, there's a lot of writing. Then there's improvising uh, in the rehearsal room, and then there's more writing, and then a bit more improvising, and then it's kind of tennis until, uh, until it's recorded. Right. It is so good. Oh, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very pleased to be involved in that. I wasn't involved in the first yeah, two seasons. Be. I've just done the last two. Uh-huh. So to really fully ones. celebrate your success there, you might want to, you know, give us jobs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, oh, I think totally. is really the uh, I'm not really in charge of the staffing policy. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but you could put in a good know, word, <laughs> couldn't you? Don't be selfish. I want to feel happy for you. Soft, yes. Want to be a self-starter in that regard and just start making those decisions. Well, I'll just walk into HBO and go... You know, we're going to change all the casts. Um, yeah. go, There's a couple of people I've spoken yeah. to. I've only yeah. heard their voices, yeah. but I think they're good enough. We need to get Brandon and Emily in and, and this yeah. other guy today. Um, yeah, yeah. We can really lose Julia now, you know. She's uh, not pulling away. I mean, I, th- I, I keep her around. Keep her around. Yeah. For the, for yeah, the sort of, zingers. Yeah, just yeah. Anyway. Minimize the dialogue for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. have yeah. her floating Make it like background. an honor. Have her, give her an honorary role. You know, yeah. just have her yeah. walk through frame. So it's still her show, mm-hmm. but we would take over. Listen, we'll it's, work on it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a little break and develop this idea further. We'll be right <laughs> back with our final round after this. <laughs> I do think it's a show about the people who live in the kitchen. Okay. Perhaps. I don't know. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is our serious promo. No horsing around, you two. If you like just three gentlemen being adults about topics and giving advice for them to them, My Brother, My Brother, Me is the podcast for you serious-minded adults. No monkey shines, no falderall. Hey, let me ask you a question. How sophisticated is your palate? (laughs) You like Merlot? (laughs) Our show is basically like the Merlot and dark chocolate of podcasts. You gotta be grown up to like them. Our podcast is Toilet Wine. (laughs) (laughs) Listen... To the Toilet Line of Podcasts every Monday right here at MaximumFun.org. Hey guys, welcome back. And so to our final round, let's do it. 
Now, I know both teams have tried super hard, and I want you to know it's been as useless as my Michael Dukakis material because the winner of the final round receives one million points. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like Black Mirror. You throw a twist at you at the end. Love it. Yeah, can you take it? Yes. All right. Uh, Team UK, you're going to be playing a brand new game that we call Britishize It. And we, we spell British eyes with an S. Nice. Because mm. we British eyes. Thank you. I like it. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of popular stuff from the United States. You tell me how you would make each thing on the list way more British. Okay? Britishize it. Put in two minutes on the clock. Starting now. Pro wrestling. Britishize it. Uh, wriggling. Wriggling? <laughs> pro wriggling? Uh, pro wriggling, yeah, yeah. Okay. Give me, give me some pro wriggling characters. Um... Uh, uh, the squirmer. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, uh, Sergeant Shiver. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Moving on. Things. Moving on. Nicholas Cage. British eyes him. Uh, Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> yes. Who looks a bit like Ryan Gosling, if you don't know who he is. you just got to look them up <laughs> side by side. Very similar. Eyes very close together. Long, Burger King long chicken fries. British eyes them. Oh, um, plucky sticks. <laughs> What's a chicken fry? It. Uh, it's fried chicken in the shape of a French fry, and you eat it. Oh, yeah. okay, get it. All right, yeah. Nice. Mm. Yeah, it's Burger King. They'll okay. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, we've probably already got those. Ideas. I would imagine that we got them from you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Flo Rida, Britishize him. What? Sorry. Uh, Flo, the rapper. Flo, oh, Flo yeah. Rider. Oh, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're really oh, connected over here. Um, uh, 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 Chaz and Dave. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you know who, who are actually the best MCs that Britain has ever produced? Oh, sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll sure. say Chaz and Dave. I'll take it. Florida, Britishize it. Mm. Wet Disney. <laughs> Foggy Disney. Love Tropicana. All right. Never been there. It's lovely. Western Burt Arboretum. Yeah. I think we've it's... lost this because we didn't say hump in front of everything. Do we have no, to no, say no, no, no. It's a trick question, like Simon says. These are just it? for you. These are just for you. Uh, yeah. Seinfeld. Britishize it. Um, Noel Edmonds. <laughs> That Do you know who Noel Edmonds is? How, how is Noel Edmonds like Seinfeld? I just thought of a man that's been on telly for years, just for decades. That's your time. He's just been there, and okay. which is like Seinfeld. Yeah. That's your time. That's your time. You did some good Britishizing there. Well done. You're naturals. All right, Team US, you're going to be playing a slightly less brand new game called Americanize It. Ooh. With a Z. Which a Z, a please. Z and not a Z. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that coming. Now I'm going to read a list of popular UK favorites. It will be your job to make them 1,000% more American. We're taking the A off, putting an apostrophe in. Two minutes on the clock starts now. Radiohead, Americanize them. Oh, boy. Ah. Uh, uh, uh okay uh yeah okay what <laughs> one one-eyed one head i'm thinking one-eyed of old, head i'm thinking of old blues what <laughs> like what a one-eyed willy kind of like one of those old banjo uh -huh, players uh -huh. okay all right doctor yeah. who americanize it oh um like rick john's space adventures <laughs> Tell me about a typical episode. Uh, he's a dude. He uh, he works at a, a truck. He's a truck driver, and sure. he drives through a portal, and he's given like the power 
of a thousand men. And yeah. he can lift things above his head. <laughs> and then okay. he find, you find out later it's all been meth the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's all been meth. Okay. <laughs> so just meth. Okay. The royal family. Americanize them. Uh, they get divorced way more. Sure. Uh, and then uh, maybe one of them uh, buys a chain of McDonald's, a franchise, and sure. opens them across the country. And one of them has uh, sex change, gender reassignment, mm. back and forth several times. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just swinging through genders? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like it. Guaranteed health care. Americanize it. Uh, well. Well, there's no guaranteed health care. Uh, and maybe you, in order to get your guaranteed health care. I think, I think you just did. There are no guarantees in this world. Well, no, that's how we it. We took it away. <laughs> no guarantees. Uh, uh, the works of William Shakespeare. Americanize them. Um, put them all on Tumblr and make them, uh, <laughs> you know, condense them a lot. And it's just all like Tumblr entries. The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Both good answers. Uh, the, the very idea of modesty. Americanize it. Put uh, it in a two-piece swimsuit. Uh-huh. Put high heels on it. I was yeah. I was gonna say just the recurrence of uh, TMZ crotch shots. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> I love it. My God, you've given me a lot. To, I mean, your time is up, and you've both given me <laughs> a great deal to think about. Uh, hmm, let me tell you the points up in my head. And it looks like honestly, the thing that gives you the slight edge is the look of terror in your eyes as you looked at each other trying to decide how to Americanize Radiohead. I had never, like, it was like, it was like a solid ray of, of, like, visible, palpable hopelessness that I've just never seen before and I don't think I'll ever see again. U.S., you're the winner! Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah. 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 wide world for the next couple of weeks. Hang on, so Maybe. They've, got, they've we've got, what, 16 or something, and they've got a million and, and 10 eight. or something like that? That's million exactly how that works. This is exactly fucked how that up. works. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Uh, there are no guarantees. I'm not going to lie to you, but there are no guarantees in this life, man. Every man for himself. Now, U.S., maybe you can celebrate by refreshing Reddit for the 15th time today and then complaining to your therapist that you can never get anything done. That one cuts a little close to home. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. Now, before we finish, do you guys have anything of, uh, of yours that you're doing that you want to plug? And then to offset the ego karma, maybe something someone else made who isn't you that you're currently enjoying that you would like to recommend to our listeners. Winner. Emily Maya Mills. Oh, um, plugging coming up. I'll be doing an album for a special thing records at UCB Theater. How great. How great. I know. It's going to be awesome. Uh, May I... 21st. Yay. So look out for that. Come. Oh, Come great. if you can. Cool. I'm very excited. And then uh, I loved, and I know this is a very hip and popular opinion, Olive Kittredge. Oh. I loved it. Okay. Love that little middle. It's great. All right. It's not. I'm, it's not particularly hip. It's about uh, aging, mean old people in Maine. But it's great. That's mm. actually the hippest thing in the world. <laughs> so hip. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Winner Brandon Barrick. Uh, if you're in the Los Angeles area around April 10th, come check out the Friday 40 what at the the Nerd okay. Mouth Theater. Uh, and something I didn't make, and this is great for Team America. If you haven't watched The Americans on FX, ah. it's great. Really good. Again. These are both things that everyone keeps talking about, and I think you've... you've it's a good I'm show. I'm off the fence now. I'm going to do it. It's a good it. show. Non-winner, Alice Lowe. What did you call me? Sorry. I called you, I called <laughs> you a non-winner. I called you a non-winner. And it's the truth. You didn't win. Um, yeah, I'm here. Hi. Yeah. What, what would you like to plug? <laughs> you, no, you've got to go. Oh, sorry. Um... Oh, yeah, sorry, I've just been asleep. Um, no, That's I haven't. Okay. Um, so, uh, what am I doing? I've got a Radio 4 sketch show that is coming on on BBC Radio 4. I don't know when it's coming out. It's called Alice's Wonderland, and it's a uh-huh. sketch show. It's a zany sketch show. 
And um, I will plug someone else's thing, which is the Dangerous Minds blog, which is pretty popular. They don't really need me, um, you know, bigging it up, but uh, it's sort of a counterculture, brilliant blog, which I love. Um, uh, I think it's dangerousminds.net. You... Okay. You, did, you did say bigging up? Yes. Did I actually hear that? Bigging, bigging up. up. It's, the best, it's the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, Andy Riley. <laughs> Okay, I would like to plug uh, a podcast called The Auditorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the current uh, one um, has uh, me doing a talk about my occasional uh, hobby of camping on roundabouts and traffic islands. Great. And, Great. And the thing Auditorium? That, the thing that isn't me that I'd like to plug is that the writings of uh, an obscure Russian author who died in 1942 called Daniel Harms. Harms is spelt K H. A R M S, and if you if you like people's weird Twitter feeds, I yeah. recommend getting his diaries, which are like the funniest Twitter feed that you ever saw. Only he was doing it in the thirties and without a computer, <laughs> and they locked oh him up God. for it because it was just too much for the Russian authorities to take. I think everyone who loves weird, strange comedy should check out Daniel Harms. Can't speak highly enough of him. Love it. Fantastic. All of you, thank you so much for being here. What a show. Emily Maya Mills, Brandon Barrick, Alice Lowe, Andy Riley, thank you for playing International Waters. Thank you it very has much. Been a pleasure. Thank you, You Dave. there with the headphones, thank you thank for listening. You. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Emily Maya Mills, Brandon Barrick, Alice Lowe, Andy Riley. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton. I love that name. And at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles by Jennifer Marmer, also a good name. Uh, the script was written by Asterius Kokonos and Sarah Morgan, and our producer is Colin Anderson, and we'll see you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.